Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next edition of the Endpoint Podcast a la Quake Champions. My name is Zoo, and we're switching things up today. We have got an upgraded, enhanced version of an introduction. Um, Joining me today is Hron, Kilsen, Nosfer, and my trusty co-host, Avek. Um, I want to just give a brief outline of what we're going to be talking about today. We'll have a quick catch-up with the chaps to see what they've been up to recently. How's the end of last year's QPL? Obviously, we've got a whole new year of QPL to break down and discuss in great detail. There's also been a diabolical announcement. And at the end of the show, then, well, really, the questions are for all of you guys, where you can ask us whatever the hell you like. Well, within reason, I might feel to you, I haven't really decided yet. But I'm going to start with something special, because on the weekend, Avec, he won his first online dual cup since 2013, apparently. Uh, Bruno told me that, that, that that's true. Um, do you feel good? How do you feel, Avec? Well, it's good that it was one week before QPL started, so I had some practice before it going on. So I think it's... This is what I told to Kron actually before beginning. I was like, I was pretty late to the tournament and I was like, fuck, should I play it or not? Like, what to do? And then we decided that it's always like good good idea to, to have some practice in. And then I played shit tons of matches because I dropped straight away to the lower bracket, so it was good. Yeah, the games were absolutely like awesome to watch. Um, you beat Carwick, you beat someone I won't mention, you beat Sirius, CNZ, Cooler, Sparty, and Base. Like, that's a that's a hell of a, a lineup there to uh, to go through. I'm going to move over to Nos for now. What's up, man? Um, I want to just get your thoughts really, um, I, ge- I guess, on the whole of last year's Quake Pro League and how you felt it was, but also to touch on um, the Stage 4 finals, because I'd say, you know, you probably didn't get as far as you want. I don't, it's the case for pretty much everyone apart from number one, right? But you got a, a few good wins in uh, and eventually out to the hang. Um, yeah, tell me your thoughts. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, well, I don't know. I think like the first year of KPL was uh, awesome. Of course, there's there was a lot to be changed and they were like improving throughout the year. And uh, I don't know, I'm, st- I'm very hyped about like this season two of KPL. And talk about QuakeCon. I don't know, it was like an online tournament. Anything could, could happen. And uh, I don't know, I, I felt like I just woke up in a good day. And uh, I was just feeling, you know, like my mm. aim was all right. And uh, yeah. And then I eventually got eliminated by the hang. But to be honest, I was already expecting that, but it's mm. okay. I think it was like my best, I don't know, result in quick champions so far. I think I got seven, seventh, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and you beat Dewey 2-0, I, I remember. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to catch all of the game, but that's a good result. And considering he's, he's often ranked third, sometimes fourth in NA, so... Were you pretty? Were you pretty um, hyped about that? Yes, uh, yes, I was. Uh, Dewey is like a very tough guy, uh, player to play against. Like he has some unique style, and he likes to force you to make mistakes. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm so, somehow I managed to use his strength against him. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I think I remember him saying something like, "You somehow managed to." Play more defensive than him, or something. I remember him saying, Yeah, something yeah, yeah. Along because the thing, the thing about Dewey is that he's gonna stay still, like trying to listen to sound <laughs> cues until you, you eventually make a mistake. And 
I was playing with high ping, so I was like, man, I, I really need to slow down because it's even easier to, you know, be caught off guard with mm-hmm. high ping, etc. So, yeah, I just played like with a lot of caution and, uh, well, I won the match, yeah. thankfully. <laughs> no, awesome, dude. Um, Kilson, what's up, man? Um, yo, yo. We've obviously spoken to you before on the podcast, but we can do a little recap on the stage four finals, the QuakeCon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not not as much glory as you've had in the past. It sounds like you had tough games. Wenger actually won a super important match against you in the winner bracket and eventually went down to cooler. Both series were were two one. Um, give me like your side of the story. Um, yeah, my side of the story. It's really really tough. Like uh, the matchup against Wenger. Um, you know, he always took it very close to me against, uh, you know, against me in, in, in the past tournaments already. Every single time we meet each other and, you know, uh, have this face-to-face battle and it always goes to the decider map. And yeah, this time he came out of, out of to- uh, on top. Um, it's really hard to, to fully understand my mistake because... Uh, you know, I, I did play my typical game against Venger and on the deciding map, DM6, you know, my rail was on. Um, I did hit uh, 80 to 90% rail until the fifth minute mark. And there was not like a lot he could do. But uh, while focusing so much on, on using using rail and also hitting the rails, um, I never managed to finish him. And that has been the big issue there. And yeah, at some point he took advantage and uh, turned it around and then I've been the one running after him and he was a little quicker champion. So he, yeah, he just took it home. And against Kula, uh, yeah, things didn't didn't go my way. Like, I really, I think that loss took, took a bit too much of me somehow. And yeah, not like that I was emotional or, or anything. Um, I know how close it was already in the past against Venger, so I was totally fine with with losing against him. He just had this tiny moment on his side and made the right decision, mm. and uh, yeah. But somehow I couldn't find back into 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 my you know flow, and yeah, then I just dropped out. Yeah, it's a testament really to how how insane I think that that bracket is in in EU as well, because the games are. Um, you never really know what's going to happen, I'd say. Um, I'm going to move over to you, Juan. I don't really have a quick probably question for you. How are you, Juan? How, how are you doing? So I, know you, I know you've been bossing Apex recently. and you're... Yeah, I'm just uh, playing team games, having fun, just chilling. Awesome. Because um, I, I know I've got, uh, it'll be, it's going to be really interesting to get your, your feedback on all the QPL year two stuff that we're going to be talking about very shortly. But um, no, seriously, like, tell, tell me, how, how is Apex and stuff um, going for you? Uh, well, at the moment, it's kind of like mid-season. In Apex, they split it for like summer season, and I didn't have team for summer season, and now I'm just waiting for autumn season. They also announce uh, like dates and tournaments pretty much similar to Quake. So I'm just waiting mid-September and then we'll form some team or we'll be picked up by some team and move on into like autumn season. Amazing. Quake, it's just, uh, I I lost in challengers to QuakeCon, so not much to say about that. Just got out played. I didn't want to bring it up, you know, I wasn't even sure, but... uh... It, it happened and it had been a while though i think since you had practiced i'm, I'm not sure you, you went in kind of like we'll see what happens rather no, than no i actually practiced a lot before really? before challengers i never practiced so much like for online tournament like two no weeks way. i was really playing a lot and i was like beating uh, 
good players from Quake Pro League. So I was pretty confident that I'll qualify, but just on the game day, things just went differently. Who, um, that. who knocked you out, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, first, I lost to Garpy. It was like close game. I won game. first map. I think pretty like comfortably, mm -hmm. but then uh, things changed and I got wrecked pretty hard, like with zero chances, like just mm -hmm. something switched. And uh, second ma second time in loser bracket, uh, I lost to Inns just because I think I was maybe too tilted after Garpy. I just played like a lot worse than. Inz Inns. Inz yeah, yeah yeah okay he, okay like I just you, you played. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I kind of misspeaked and misplayed, but because I was kind of affected too much by the winner's bracket loss, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, so. no, that's uh, that's some that's some hard losses, but no, what, fair enough. What I can need... I add? What can I add? Is like uh, we're gonna play regularly some two v two with Horan. We already agreed with some Russians, and we're gonna try to bounce back him into the league, which is also uh, very like interesting because uh, from what I know, Nosfa, you can confirm. Like you guys have even own Discord channel where you're like looking for like pubs, like uh, pugs for like a 2v2, right? You're yep. doing some mixes, you see? Americans not slacking at Quake at all. Yeah, I think that 2v2 is like best way to practice and always my best results in duel was when I was just playing team games because you get a and... lot more fighting experience and so on. And when I only play duel, I kind of feel I'm like, just exhausting myself at some point. I'm not like having that much fun. And in team games, you can like always have fun constantly, uh, talk, and uh, yeah, at the same time, it's no practice. And we don't have that in Europe at the moment. So I think that's why America is ruling again. America's guys, always you, organized. You guys are not. You guys are not friendly with each other. <laughs> oh. And a and a we are more united, you know. Why why you say I'm so? not I'm not I'm not I'm not even North American though, I'm just kidding. I, I think you're right though, honestly, because there's there's a lot of Yeah, different because you have Brazilian in the friends. league, you have Australian in the league. So we are very open to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I I'm talking now about like I don't know, I feel at least when I go to tournaments, land tournaments, I, feel, I always feel that like the NA players are more united in some way while like the Europeans you know, you see like the groups like of Russians and then, you know, the other no, guys. Absolutely. There are cliques of different groups of Europeans who will yeah. kind of get on with each other the most. And that's that's super common. So when it comes to like online and being generally organized about team practice, I can't, I haven't got as much insight as to, to the players, but I think it's probably a bit harder to find those perks. I think um, it's a bit different in Europe. People just don't want to play 2v2 if there are no 2v2 tournaments because they feel it's like useless practice. Uh, I don't. It's um, it's definitely different, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna start the topic about Quake Pro League Year Two, and I just want to say there are no more points. There are no more points that we have to worry about. There's no world leaderboard. It has happened. It's money. It's money now. It's, it's dollars. Money. It is it's dollars it's, instead of points. Map maps mean money. Um, I don't, I don't even know how to like talk this. Avik, why don't, why don't you help help me out? I mean, what what are your initial like thoughts on? You've obviously known for a while because you're in it, right? But um, how how different does this change like your approach to the Quake Pro League? 
I don't necessarily know if it's like a change to approach because still for us the money will mean points so we will have to gain points to get better seat and to not get relegated so we're gonna treat the game basically the same and the money which is now shown to the people was was in our league like before anyway so you know it's like um, it's not it's not big of a change right but still really? like let's say Maybe it's quite more motivating now because if you keep like winning three zeros and things like this, it might be like more beneficial for you. But it's like in Europe, it's not gonna happen anyway. So because you're always gonna lose some map or you're gonna even lose the match to someone, and you, you know, it's like in Europe, it's always very very close. Like you you won't have a lot of chance to farm like three zeros. But but okay. Be honest. But because I have to think after every final, you don't have this you you sorry you will have this point reset where your seeding doesn't carry on into the that's actually important change yeah. right now like people people who fell back in the beginning too too much they will have chance to catch up but but from other side let's say let's take as an example like last stage like um, i i started to play a bit better like last stage and i was able to grab some 30 or like wins over like good players and look how much I advanced in points because mm -hmm. every stage was like doubling up. So you can't say that the people didn't have chance to catch up because if if Sparty like was like in the lower uh, lower uh, bracket of the points would start to win uh, like uh, better guys, he would also like bounce back really high. I think the only people who really did though properly are probably Dewey and Cipher who really made a, a massive go. Maybe CNZ as well, but his his yeah. efforts were really at the finals. Kilson, um. Because now you're probably the best person to speak to about this because you we we will see <laughs> well no but no but it, listen listen to me first because you've been near the top of that world ranking in year one for a lot of the time right you you were kind of used to not having the pressure of saying oh I'm playing this game but I know that I'm not at risk of getting relegated and I can even lose another game and you know what that's fine as well you're kind of there you've got a good level and you know you can at least take a map off everybody if not win against everybody does do you feel there's more pressure now in the second year yes absolutely because things are going to be more tight than than before um when it comes down to the seating um like like avik just said you know you can always lose a map against any of the european players you you can you know even overall they haven't been performing well like tox for example who always you know been struggling to to get his points going uh, to get his his match wins, uh, but it can always happen that you that you just end up losing a map against him uh, because you just underestimate the situation and then it's over and that's uh, yeah which makes makes it so tricky uh, for us Europeans right now. While you know still uh, like the the perfect system you know is is impossible to build pretty much. So I still see like a slight advantage uh, being moved to the NA side, benefiting them a little more because uh, they can keep it closer to the Europeans now. Um, and yeah, it's just not skill-wise, not as tight as it is in Europe, you know? That's mm. that's that's my biggest concern and why I feel a bit more pressured overall. So I really gotta gotta be careful which matchup uh, you know I calculate as a possible lose and and which I really want to win. Um, so yeah, things getting tricky now. Well, what about you, Nosfer? What do you what do you feel about the pressure uh, and also what Kilson's saying? I don't know. I feel like last season, like the point system was definitely a problem. 
and uh, like the points were being like increased every stage, and uh, it would double if you get like a 3-0, right? So Rafa was just, you know, making millions of points, yeah, skyrocketing. And uh, I think that the money now uh, being like, the matches like being worth money now is gonna change a lot the way the players look at it. Like, because I always feel that people always like take online tournaments especially in quick, like online tournaments for granted a bit. Like they're always like, you know, land is what matters and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, I feel like now with money on, on the line, things are gonna be like a little bit different and we're gonna have like more interesting matches online, you know, because now if you lose, you're not gonna just like losing points. You're gonna be losing, you're gonna be losing money and it might hurt your soul, you know, <laughs> not only your bank account. <laughs> true um Juan, how does does this motivate you like because it's a total revamp of the system like what are your thoughts yeah in, in general i guess i don't think it changes much for the players because uh, back in the first like two or three stages when i was in pro league it was also like you still get was getting paid and i think money wise it will not change much anything you still will uh, get money no matter what per week, because even if you lose map, you still get money. But uh, I think it's the right way that if you perform better, you you get more money. So in this way, it's a right change. And also it's a right change that there is no one who have like easier start on next stage and so on. Yeah. But uh, I agree with Kilson that it kind of feels unfair that uh, NA can like farm this and that. But uh, in the same time, it's like impossible to make like uh, things fair for everyone. So, mm. well, and but, and, yeah, yeah and also I want to say that at least if I understood it correctly from the like global announcement, that the final stages will finally be all players in the same bracket. So it won't be that NA getting three players in top six for free. You know, they, like, they will have to win and climb there. So I think it's a really good change and. Uh, it's fair for everyone at this point. Yeah, I just wanted to add that it's going to be super interesting for viewers because there is something on the line every weekend. So they will be like interested following it because like watching the first season, I was always, I saw always the same questions in chat, like how much are they making? Like uh, what is mm. the money? Uh, because in the in the first season, we, they didn't even know that what, what's the money for finals, right? They thought we are playing for free or something like that. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I think yeah. it's better for viewers that they see that it's serious esports going on. And it's not like we are just like jumping around for fun. Yeah. I So I am, um, I like the, the money matches a lot, but what I would like to, what, what I hope not to see is the narrative that every week it's like, this guy's got to win this money because a map means more money. I think, well, Saying this guy's going to make an extra hundred dollars per map to me feels a bit. You're not adding much spice to the um, to the story, but because the the seedings actually matter a lot for the final now that everybody's mixed together, to me that's like a really exciting storyline because the games and the finals are going to change um, so much more from that. 
Do you feel where I'm coming from, uh, Avec, or anyone? Yeah, I understand that. that yeah, yeah, that's the, the the main change for us players because what we said before with Kron and Kilsen, it's not like much of a change for like players like compared mm. to, to to before. And what you're talking about now, this is what is like game changing for us. We're not gonna play anymore in a uh, in EU bracket, and uh, we'll be fighting each other. And you know, Cooler will be dropping out, or like Kilsen can drop out, or like a lot of like really top players can actually drop out before they make it to to top three of like Europe to go to the final bracket. Now we're gonna play. It's gonna be like uh, fourth seed gonna play, like fourth place gonna play against last place from mm -hmm. like opposite regions. Second with uh, one before the last, and and, and so. On and so on. So I think that's a good change. Definitely. And I think it's cool that we, you know, we mix up the regions properly. I saw just a couple of comments. It wasn't much, but it was just people say, I didn't get to play a European player this time, you know. And there is some like excitement where you get to play someone that you don't play uh, often in practice or in your, your weekly games, for instance. So, no, I, I think that's cool. I, I think I would rather they moved away from this three map in a row, no matter what structure, because I. I think you can do the same kind of cash prizing for players for series wins as you can for say, you know, it's okay, it only went two maps, but that's fine. This guy's still going to make X amount of money. But if you lose 2-1, then you make maybe an, a, a fraction more. I, I think forcing three maps is... You're, you're just you're just I think um, in a synthetically creating money, games for no reason. In the system with one, money is easier to calculate it and it's easier for the losing player, I think. If it's easier to calculate it. Yeah, it's easier to because calculate then you have it. One but guy it's... winning to zero, then another guy like two to one, you know. And here, that's everything's clear. Every single map is is worth money. But that's what I'm trying to say, though, is that this narrative that every map is worth money, and then when you actually say, "Oh, it's worth an extra hundred dollars," to me, that doesn't say prestigious, grand, amazing esports tournament. This says hundred dollars. Yeah, he, here I agree with Zud because, um, in my opinion, like. Uh, majority of viewers still will care about who win not like who will make more money out of the game mm. and people when they see to zero they don't really care about the result it kind of reminds me like old events where people played for third place and no one liked watching games for third place because they know they just play for money and it's like uh, like not that big deal you mm. want to know like who's gonna win and that's it yeah kilson what did you think of bronze matches actually i don't know why i picked you but i've decided uh, it's your turn um i mean i've i've been in some so uh but, yeah, but do I you mean, like them is oh, it a good concept and it, not really but you know you got to decide who's third who's fourth so um i think it's you know it should be played out no no matter what and uh yeah with that you know just just you make it to the to the top three or or not and mm. top three already to be fair is is worth a lot in such a you know close uh close you know yeah. uh player base we have in in skill in the qpl so uh yeah that's that's already quite a step and and that's something you can you can build on if you if you make it only only on a fourth place, then you know you kind of uh, I would have liked to have at least you know climbed the ladder just a <laughs> tiny bit, you know. And next time I climb it a little more, yeah. and then you know I go to the top. That's how it, how it goes, right? Work, but, work, work, and then some point you might be there. No, that that's and aside true. of that, aside of that is a very big tradition because if you look into the sport and Olymp Olympic games, there is always match for a bronze because you are getting the medal, you are getting the cup for bronze, right? Sure. So it's like big, big tradition in any sport. Hmm. 
That's why we do double elimination because we don't have to think about a bronze match because it, it, because in esports for some reason that's felt wrong when I've when I've uh, covered them before. Um, Nosfer, you haven't spoken in a while, so I want to talk to you about. Is there's a change now from four seasons, four stages to three stages? There's a different amount of weeks played, so everybody plays everyone now, apart from everybody playing everyone but one. Does that make yep. sense? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What do what do you think? Is, have you got anything actually? Any thoughts on the new schedule, or is it like this is good? I'm happy. I think I think like the the way it's gonna work now, like everybody playing everybody, like in a round robin system. I think it's better because, for example, I think it was like on stage two. I remember that I lost the dramas in a very close series, series like two one. Like the maps were like very 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 close. It was like a good game. And I was like, that stick to my mind, like for months, because I didn't get to play him on on stage three, you know. So I really oh. wanted my revenge. I really want my, my chance to play him again, and I had to wait like months, like a whole stage, to play him again. So I think, I think, I think it's yeah. But then I now people can get revenge on you as well. Just you know, they'll exactly, get their chance. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so Dewey is coming for you. <laughs> actually, 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 uh, it, it was funny because like I had to wait like two months, uh, three months to play dramas on stage four, and then I lost like very badly, like 3-0, and I was like, man, like fuck this guy, you know? And then on Quake Gun, I beat him. So yeah. Um, guys, I want to talk now about there's there's like one change which is um. Maybe maybe harder for us to kind of define the benefits of, but I think we all remember fondly in our hearts um, the PGL event in 2018 and how much we enjoyed that experience. Um, PGL is now doing production for the the Quake Pro League. Um, ESL is out, Face It is out, um, and we're going in the direction of PGL. The floor is open. Does, does anyone have any thoughts on anything about that? I mean, you know, their their work at the PGL event we've been together uh, was was like amazing. Um, still, you know, we got to see how how things evolve. You know, everything needs to at some point to move hand in hand. I hope they've they've been you know sorting out everything that's that's been buzzering them to to really make it as professional as possible. And I think the Bucharest event actually has been one of the best Quake events. Uh, so far, I've been, and uh, if they just continue from that point on, there's nothing that can go wrong, to be fair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No one else want to jump at it? Anyone have thoughts about PGL? I, I'm quite excited to have PGL on board. I think I... they did crazy media day for us, like compared yeah. to other tournaments, because we not only had like photo photo shoot and small videos, but we had like huge interview and, and things like this. I think it was great. They had, yeah, they had all that awesome shoulder content, and uh, they got. Um, was that they're the guys that got base to do his? I think that to... was already on before QuakeCon. Oh, was it? Okay, I don't remember that. <laughs> or am I wrong? I feel yeah, like he did. I think, I think, Quakon, I think. But I think that was on PGL too, right? On like, PGL, he was doing some other crazy. He was things doing too. some karate, karate thing, yeah. or something like this. Yeah, yeah. 
they they had some hilarious videos. Uh, it's the best. Of it. it's, it's such a shame he doesn't speak any English. I yeah. think it's even better that he doesn't speak English, so it's more funny. <laughs> <laughs> but you're lucky because you you understand him, and you also can probably see. Our yeah, point of view. I think I was doing like translation of one of his uh, interviews for QPL, and it was like impossible to translate what he was telling me. <laughs> so I was like experimenting with some things. Saying, I remember you saying he's just making up words now, like just saying absolutely anything, and it's just just gobbledygooker um, at that point. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for PGL. I think we 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 had a good time with Face It. Uh, ESL were doing the stage finals, but it's always nice to see if a new operator, uh, tournament operator, is going to offer something new to the product. Now, and I guess we're going to find out this weekend essentially. Uh, can I ask, like, who are you guys playing this weekend? Because we should probably know this. I'm playing CNZ. You're playing CNZ. Who are you playing, Kilson? Venger. You're playing Venger on the first week. Feels bad, man. Or good. I, mean, I don't know. No, no, no matter who you play in, in Europe, it's always going to be hard. Man. <laughs> That's true, because you going up versus the, the second best ranked European at the end of stage four, and you're the third best uh, for you, um, Avec. So there's, from the um, finals, yeah, yeah. From the finals, yeah. yeah. Um, what about Nosfer? Who are you going against? Uh, I'm playing nobody. I'm on your, vacation, man. Your vacation, all right. Like Jonas, yeah. So practicing hard, no lifing. Yeah, like no getting, 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 getting back, getting back on my, you know, practice regime. Another difference from compared to the fourth season is that now it's gonna be four people per region who have a buy right week. Am I right, Gilson? I think uh, four people who have a buy, like from each region. Now. I mean, since since it's a longer period of time, we uh, we play uh, the matches out um, until the final stage. Uh, um, it's 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 swapping. Like sometimes it's it's uh, some EU games, uh, you know, being on on pause, and then sometimes it swaps uh, to oh. NA side. I think so, it's only it's only two NA uh, being on pause and four Europeans. I think it's going back and forth like every weekend. Like oh, one weekend yeah, yeah. is like two NA games and four EU games, and the other one is. Ah. Uh, I, to EU and for NA. So I got an important question here. So does that mean there's only six matches happening per weekend? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah so my correct. And how long is the season now? It's like not Th eight or nine weeks. weeks. Thirteen, 13 weeks. weeks. Yeah, then it makes sense. So, so fourteen weeks. I thought it's twelve. Well, it's, it's thirteen, 13 for is the, the final. Um, yeah, okay. without the mm. final. Yeah. But this is a, a an important note from a caster's perspective because. Um, during the first couple of stages, doing the online stuff, it's really, really tiring casting eight uh, sets of three maps, and you have less than five minute breaks essentially between uh, each time the show goes live, which means you can't even really eat properly. So casters, honestly, have had it really, really hard. Um, so the fact that there's only six games actually makes it. It so makes. I, I got question for you, Zut, because you're only asking questions because you are a host. So back when you were casting QPL, right, and you had mm -hmm. like five minute breaks, it's like you barely can eat, right? What right. about what about when when you really wanted to go for a second option to toilet? So, so um, honestly, like did you, did you have you, to wear, you know, this this thing which kids wearing like nappies, no? Yeah. <laughs> you you. So the thing is, if you need to go to the toilet and you need to do that. Um, you, your option is this, this break. 
um, the things with an app. Never mind. The second, shut up. Option, yeah. The second option, number yeah. two. Um, <laughs> essentially, your 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 decision is: Do I get a drink and maybe have like a bite of something, or do I go to the toilet? Because you can't do both. So yeah. you usually you go to the loo and then you come back and you're casting well, again. So, While you're doing second option, you're sitting, so you can do. Never mind, right? That's, that's, that's not hygienic. <laughs> you, you can you can always do some inter intermittent fasting, right? Twenty four hours before the, but the, that's the, what the it day feels like anyway. Um, and then you have to. The thing is, we had to like order food to get it to the studio. Um, because I, I, I never did the, the online of the game. Stuff. There was like ring bell. So yeah, in the middle of the game, and the thing is, because you've done it on your phone, you can't get it because you're casting. So you got to hope that the producer either hears it or that you're texting him like mid-game and saying like, "Please pick up my food." And you're at this point, you're like begging, like, "Please pick up my food. I'm so goddamn hungry." Uh, and by like game six, you start eating. You eat a burger in about thirty seconds, and you feel sick afterwards. So I mean, I've I've really like um, been a diva about this but it genuinely genuinely makes a big well, difference to casters. Up, like, they, they never showed your cam face so it will be like it's, it, you can't though like you hear the guy <laughs> you have to keep talking right so but, the, but there's, <laughs> you're definitely like drinking it's it's really difficult to eat though when when you're sharing um cam time with someone but um Man, I, I still i still remember that clip zoot of you eating what tournament was that? Dream, like the... It was DreamHack uh, Tours, <laughs> and um, it was uh, a stain on my career. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like oh the, my internet, the internet of the tournament went down or something. So, like the, yeah, it actually it was. The, stream had, dropped. Like, the yeah, producer apologized to me as well. The producer like personally apologized to me for that going on camera, because oh, there's another stage, just so hungry. You're about to eat like a huge piece of meat, like in the camera, oh, like because in here it was I so love funny. Meat. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I, I actually has changed my emotions now. I don't think I can go on. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good moment to thanks. To recall. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I basically want to because I'm not actually scheduled to do any quick pro league stuff. I, I do hope that the casters get a bit more love from the decision makers at the top because you know it was rare that you'd get any feedback at all for your work or you'd get any kind of um uh like information as to what to expect or how would anything change or, or what's going on you'd have the production team to speak to um but it's very very limited information and it, it would be cool to see them like talk about these are our casters we've got ketchup flea lethal zsx jackie and everything like i, I would love to, for that to actually be more hype about who's running the shows because this is like their casting career you know they're proud of what they do and you want to motivate these guys to present your product as well as possible the players make the tournament but if you don't have the presenters as 100 percent engaged then suddenly the stories aren't as good no matter how good the, the actual game action is so that's it i'm i'm done talking about Avec, I'm satisfied you, with your answer. Can you can you take the next bet? Actually, good idea. Maybe since you have more uh, like three weeks, they should uh, get you Alec for casting <laughs> some QPL things. I think I think they really really want to go into like something very professional. So it's no really? way no way they're gonna do like uh, amateur caster. But what would be cool like they bringing like two or three players like each like season to their studio or like the place where they are casting from now during the times. And then like having the guy like as as a analyst, like who comes like, like same in CS, like there was like, uh, for example, Fiflaren was on a table 
uh, and he was speaking about the the game in between maps what went wrong what went right because obviously he's not a good caster so he can't like cast during the game but he is like great mind of the game so he mm. can say something which caster actually got no clue about because they they, they don't see like uh, details in the game right mm. it, uh, it's always know, it's, nice it's, to listen it's, it's to it's really like... difficult to understand why certain playing lost without watching it properly and being pro player yourself. Let's let's be honest, it's really, really difficult. So you really need to play on a high level to understand it because you're not going to see the full full, full picture of that. I, I think particularly for the... It's easy to say, like, in some games, this guy never had control. or you, you have, like, these big excuses for, like, what happened. But there's some games where it's like, actually, I don't really know why that guy lost other than he wasn't as clutch. And yet that's not actually enough of an answer to explain it. So um, yeah, it it would be really it's cool. It's just to have nice to see like a different point of view of of the, of the point of mm. view of an actual player who how he sees sees it by his eyes because this is what is like really interesting for people who are watching. I think they always ask those kind of questions to people who stream or who do like podcasts and things like this because they they want to 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 know the the what what is pro player thinking. Hmm. Yeah, that's actually it's something that I enjoy, enjoyed a lot in the Take TV events StarCraft Two. Uh, sometimes it's been a little too chaotic, actually, too many players on the couch casting, commentating. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, if you keep it limited, I think uh, can be a good deal, actually. But yeah, you gotta, gotta you know, the, the best way possible to make it the most professional you can. I think it's, it's a tricky road. Mm. Yeah, it, it, you need the timing right. And, it, and it's also, you've got to host it correctly as well. So you need someone who gets the best out of that because a lot of players aren't, you know, professional on camera necessarily. So if you've got a host that can extract all that information and ask the best questions, then you know, not everyone's like Rafa, right? Um, you you get really like a, a huge amount of value from that. I got, I got a question. Is there a new belt for this year? That's a good know? question. I don't I'm, know. You don't know? We don't know. Yeah, I, I, I actually thought you, you might know. I wasn't trolling or anything. Uh, I'm, I'm genuinely curious if we got another belt because uh, that would be, um, that'd be very cool. I would suspect so because I know that the plate yeah. on the belt is like running out of space, right? So I, 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 I would guess as much. Uh, I want to talk a bit about uh, challenges actually, because I don't think the challenges format has changed much. Are you bothered? Or do you think there should be a change, or is it fine? Um, who am I going to pick? Uh, Horan, have you looked at well, the challenges system? I mean, obviously, the most fair system will be the same as it was in the first season, where you can constantly play every week and get points. I think that's how Cypher and CNZ qualified in the first season, because it shows like not the best player on a specific day, but it shows the best player on like uh, long run. Hmm. So yeah, I think it's the most problem. fair. Sorry to interrupt. Continue, <laughs> yeah. continue. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, in the same time, it's uh, not that fun to watch for viewers, especially if it will be same as before in you that it's dominated by two players and you like already know that this boss will qualify and the systems that we have right now are probably most fun for viewers because it's one big tournament in the end which everyone follows because they are curious who gonna qualify and so on but mm. as a player of course for me it will be more comfortable to play the most fair one but uh, i understand that for viewers uh, the best is uh, current format probably 
So you're happy playing like as much as possible. Um, Nosford, it sounded like you thought differently. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I spoke. I spoke into Dewey and Genic. Like they they have run like the uh, the challenges in the first uh, stage, right on stage one, mm -hmm. and they said that it was like very very hard for them to play like to spend like five to six hours every every Saturday to eight weeks straight like back to back. And like I don't know, not every not every play, player on a, on Challenger League is like a pro. Like usually they have like work or in real life stuff to take care. Like not everyone have like the time to play. Like you know, to spend that much time playing. So I don't know. Like even I don't know. Uh, even Sirius, I think Sirius was like leading the Challenger on season one, and then he was... didn't get to play. Yeah. Uh, it was like didn't for get five weeks or so, wasn't it? He exactly. left for like loads, and then suddenly, because it counted as more in the last two, he just that was the last time exactly. he actually played. He, he didn't get to play like a few weekends, and he was out. So, mm -hmm. um, what about Kelson? Do you have any uh, any thoughts about challenges? I, I'm asking everyone about challenges because I, I think it's a really important part of the Quake Pro League, even though they aren't in the Pro League yet. Um, do you feel like this is this is adequate for what uh, what we're doing? Um, I mean, the, the challenge the challenges are on right now is uh, if you if you make it the first week, you have like pretty much seed one and and two. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's like the most difficult thing about the whole system as it is. Um, Maybe there should be should be like a, a minor tournament between all the challengers just to make out seats or something. But it's also really difficult because you might already be able to tell who's gonna advance and who's you know who's not making it. So uh, yeah, I mean there is room for improvement, but but how how to solve it? Yeah. It's 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 like tough. I mean right now, which is also good, like you can choose when you want to play. And and qualify uh, for you know making it uh, through the challengers maybe to the QPL um, because like Sirius you know best example possible he wasn't able to play a couple of times and then you know just just out of it um, so yeah. yeah it's it's also you know really tricky totally um, so I I actually really like the system that they changed to because. You're right. It's so difficult to get a perfect system right, but I I think not needing people to play every week, although it means you get to see good players every week as a spectator, and it it can be cool. It can be repetitive, but I think it's often cool. Um, I thought it was a bit more fair for kind of including everybody, um, but now that we've got to three stages rather than four, that means that there's even less swap rounds in the league. So there's only going to be, what, three times now in the year that you get to make it into the Quake Pro League and three times that you're up for relegation. What I think could be cool is if you did like a mid-season, um, I, I don't know, sudden relegation kind of tournament between, say, the bottom two or bottom four players and then the top four people in the Challenge League, whatever format it is, and they say, this is your chance to spice it up before we get towards the finals or something. I feel like that would be like big dick energy, you know? What do you reckon, Avec? 
well everything what you can figure out and it's like exciting gonna be good right but yeah. like uh yeah we just need to see like if it makes sense because like in the middle of what of the like one of the stages then what's gonna happen with points then yeah the, the one yeah. dropping like a meat meets you know it's it's pretty difficult as case of that we need yep. to find like something which is nice and it makes sense for everything because you know all these points like two regions uh finals like not being able to play online and things like that. it's so many like details like we have a meetings every every single weekend week and and we're speaking about that like what can be improved with the league and things like this so 20 minds or like 24 minds or like even more are working on this and and and, and still didn't come up with anything better because it's like really really difficult yeah, no, I, I I agree. It's difficult, but um, I think if there's, I think there's a a need for or like a desire because es esports for Quake Champions is like the the peak of everything that's going on with Quake Champions at the moment, and I think there's a way to motivate more players to want to get into it, um, and it, it's like an aspirational uh, aspect for people who spend a lot of time grinding in the game, of which that of which there are plenty of people who grind at a high level. Um, and, and I don't actually have a problem with the current system. It's just me being um, needy, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, um, so I hope you're okay with that, Avec. Um, I don't know if I've got loads more to talk on the Quake Pro League. We've gone through it in quite some like significant detail at the moment. I think we're all excited to get some games underway. I guess the big uncertainty you've already touched on, Avec, is we don't really know if we're going to go to LAN at the end of Stage 1. It's it's still like too soon in this climate to know what's going on. Does does this format at the final still work if you do it online? Because I think that means like everyone's first game is going to be against someone in the opposite continent. Does does that work? I mean, it's more like depending like on the pings. It's going to be like mm -hmm. more like a show, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, like if Psy give has to play some from West Coast, has to play someone in Europe, Psyche probably gonna have like 200 ping, you know? Mm. So it's not gonna be fair at all. So I look at it more like, I don't know, a show, like an event instead of a, a tournament. That's but fair. yeah, like it is what it is. Like everyone is having to adapt during like this, this like a, uh, these events in the world, like the Corona and all that. So yeah. Hmm. Anyone, anyone else thoughts about that? I, I, I think because it's like a balance of evils, it's like, we might not have an event, but you know, do we want to change the sacrifice to format for that? I think I would probably still want to keep the format that they've designed because I, I think it makes it more fair overall when you start getting deeper in the tournament that you really start to see who's who. And, and it's a challenge for everybody, right? It's not like suddenly the EU guys who, you know, all of the EU players are so fond of like, oh my God, we're so great because we are really, you know, arrogant like that. Um, they're all, everyone's under the same conditions. Sometimes they're going to have to play high, higher ping and sometimes they're going to be lucky with lower ping. Um, yeah. I, I I think I've I've like an addition. I'm I'm not sure about you know if matches just from early bracket being played like in a best of three or best of five. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, I didn't see anything about that written down. So I think you know when it comes down, especially to these cross region matches, I think it should always be a best of five. So you have like you know each player has two times the chance of taking the opponent's server 
away the matchup, you know? Right. Right. So, uh, and if you if you make it, then you know there there can't be any bitch talk about yeah server and blah blah blah, and uh, yeah, you know I think in the best of three, it in some moments it can be very very deciding. Mm. Does it does it um come to that much when you make it in the stage three finals? Was there many players talking about this like unfair advantage, fair advantage? Or was it, everyone it, like happy to go on? You know, it, it it came up here and there, especially in the Twitch chat. You know, like viewers talking about it, especially which mm -hmm. server is that now? That's that's why uh, for stage four they changed actually. Like on screen, there was like information which server it is. Yeah. So and people some, still asking about it. Some people stopped <laughs> asking, but some people still ask. Yeah, I mean, I mean, of course they want to get you know like uh, interactive with. So. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it was less people asking about this and uh, they started to understand how it works. And it's been best of fives uh, all the way and a lot of matches already been closing earlier than, uh, you know, it came to any unfair circumstances um, because fifth map still can be like, you know, can, can throw you off because of a disadvantage in ping. But... Uh, you had time four maps before to adjust to the matchup itself. Uh, I think it's it's just just the most uh, fair way of, of yeah. playing cross regional. Yeah, especially is there a is there an argument to just split it and not do cross regional until the end of the pandemic, or do you think like we we really need to just you know deal with it? Should there be an EU only and NA only, or do you no, think no? no. No, no. I think it's it's good to go uh, to go cross regional uh, straight away uh, mm -hmm. early in the bracket from the beginning. Um, I think that's that's the right step uh, right now for for this season especially. Um, yeah, just you know we need to think a little further so uh, it's as fair as possible uh, for everyone involved. Yeah, no, fair I, enough. I think they could at least like just my idea. They could at least like fly everyone from EU side, for example, to London. Where they would get like the you know the last ping and and then from an A side fly everyone to, I think it was Boston where Ruff and the Hang played uh, the the finals, where they would have like seventy five ping to London. I think that would be like you know, the yeah, best the best uh, yeah. option available. Ah, oh, but still, that's that's a logistical uh, issue, especially yeah. here in Europe, because in Europe, we got yeah. we, we got to sit in in quarantine when we you know get from certain locations uh, to other locations. So that's kind of as it is really tricky to to solve. I, I think, think with it's America, a little, yeah, said. I think it's a little different in in an a, on an a, an a side, but over here it's really hard. Then you have to go fourteen days into quarantine and. Yeah, how <laughs> you want to fix that? Like, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. true. I forgot about that. But I, I think you could definitely bring like some of the NA audience a bit closer. So you know, you know, maybe there's work that can be done on that. But um, still making making the best of the situation, I'd say. I got a question, guys. What's going on with the maps? Well, can we can we speak it about it or? Oh me. Are we under NDA? I don't remember, to be honest. <laughs> Dude, the tournament is happening on Sunday. What are the maps? Uh... <laughs> the, the, first week, the first week is regular map setting. Like we gonna... still play on all the old maps, like first week or two, right? We're going to have like the same Something map pool like for the first three weeks. 
and then really? we're gonna change and then we're gonna remove two from the list and we're gonna add some more maps but yeah so you don't you, you don't you don't hear you didn't hear it from me i mean we heard it from you that's just right <laughs> no proofs no proofs <laughs> So, wait, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so what maps are getting taken away? So, someone's got to tell us something because it's really interesting and it's, I think it builds hype. So we went through a vote, like the players, right? Well, all the right. players, like we had to vote like two maps to be removed from the map pool and to be like exchanged from the new ones that are coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, it was like pretty, how is the word? All the players from NA, we wanted, we really wanted one sided. Like, yeah, yeah, one sided. We really wanted oh, really? like Blood Run to, to be removed. So we always like voted for that. And uh, I think the what other map, is? yeah, all the map that was removed, I think it was like Veil. Okay. <laughs> what maps would you remove that? I would remove Blood Run and Blood Covenant. Blood Covenant is an expected. Get, get, get rid of the old maps. Just do it. Oh my God. Just kill it. I agree. I agree. I, li I like Blood Covenant a lot. I would remove only I Blood, like Blood Run, Run and CK because CK doesn't have rail. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I actually think even even uh, my last games were re really bad on CK for me, but I still like the map the way it is without a rail because I think the map pool just needs a map which doesn't have a rail. So I you agree. have to rely on different weapons. Yeah. I imagine and... if CK would have a rail, this map would be best. Nah, I, I don't. I don't think it would would fit in there. To be fair, I mean, it might opens up some more, you know, some more situations for you and me. <laughs> but but uh, I think it doesn't. It just doesn't fit into it. Like, absolutely not. I I think it's good that there's a no rail map in the game. And actually, I much prefer playing with rail. But CK is probably my favorite map to play at the moment. Yeah, I think I think the map is. Awesome. Even though it doesn't have a rail in a house, like that. like the sorry, you want you want to speak, Pracho? Go. <laughs> I will allow hey, it. Pracho, thank you. I just wanted to say that on top of that, everybody was like whining about ZTN. Like when you when you watch the chat, everybody was whining about Bloodrun that you can mm -hmm. make one frag and run away. Well, yeah, that's true, but. Look how much work has to be done before like making a comeback, and if if someone can catch up, then what? What? I mean, then then it's a beautiful game, right? So can I can I give you some honest? Uh, not you not specifically. Right. Yeah, you don't agree. You don't agree. So, so, no, no, but, no, no, yeah. no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you differently. It's gonna be a special twist. My I think mm -hmm. that when a decision in a gentleman way. No, no. Listen, listen. Okay. I think that when a decision is made to remove a map, don't ask the players. These are the last people that should be asked on the face of the earth because everyone's going to have a different opinion. You just need to do it and the players of course, need to because adapt. it's not them who is playing the map, right? But that's, that doesn't matter that it's them playing the map. Because They're playing the tournament. Play the map, right? They are there for entertainment. They are there to be the best in the world. And you're there to design, if you're arranging a tournament, you're there to design the best tournament possible. So you put the players in those scenarios. And guess what? If people, if players are whining or whatever, make a change the next stage or the next event or whatever it is, or make a change like mid season or something. But I just don't think that you should ask players. I agree with Zoot at yeah. some point because I remember in CS when. Uh... 
there was like super steady map pool with five maps and everyone was loving it from players. And then before some major, like two weeks before major, they added overpass and cobblestone, which was like completely new maps and players were whining about it a lot. But with time, like overpass is still played till today, like five years later and everyone loves it. I think it's just about um, fixing things on the maps that people hate to make map good. It's not like about making new map or something. I think it's always possible to fix some things. Like on ZTN, people the thing is... hated a lot of things. Then they fixed bubble. Maybe they could have tried to fix something more and uh, just make it more polished. I don't know. But I think change is always yeah. like good. The thing is to get the map, which will... The thing is to get a map which will exchange the, the previous map, the older map, like in a good way. Because what if we're gonna remove, it doesn't have to be Blood Run. Okay, Blood Run was the worst map. Let's say people don't want to watch it because you can make one frag and run away. Right, Nosfa? You can do that. You, you, you yes. You had one zero hit and then you are, see you later, Alligator. I'm not here anymore on the map. But still, okay, so let's get rid of the Blood Run. But what if we get another map which is even worse than that, we're gonna stick to it for That's like five possible. years, or what we're gonna do then? You stick for, for the tournament, is the and, 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 and yeah. still, I, I wouldn't even say like it's not possible on ruins and mold. And then, what you're gonna get the end back, or maybe who knows? Yeah, it's, just it's, making just what, make what changes. One of the episodes, you can play the same way, yeah, you can play the same way molten as you play the end, basically, because it's very like similar in this in this case. It's true, and Avic, you're you're lagging behind a little bit for us. Um, ho hopefully, it irons itself out. But I'm just, I'm just warning you in yeah, case we sound weird realize. to you. But um, I I think that that's because because players know these maps so well, and you have a very high level understanding, better than you know any caster, better than any viewer. That's why there's going to be a very specific take on it. But the broadcast is for the viewers you know and the prizes are for the players it's a very black and white way to look at it um it's obviously my opinion but um yeah hopefully avex hopefully avex okay i i don't know like kelson you, you haven't said loads and loads on this do you do you like having that that you're putting input into this stuff or do you actually think that you don't necessarily need to and stuff should just happen um I mean, of course, I would like to to lose my opinion about some stuff, which which I like, which I don't like. But I I see it, you know, like very neutral. Like in the beginning of Quake Champions, uh, people were wishing for Quake Life stuff. Hmm. Um, like everyone was bringing up so many stuff we already, you know, had for the past fifteen years. Um, and I was, you know, the same like like the devs. We were really tired about all these these people wishing for the old stuff, and that that's why I still at this point, even even now, I favor uh, round mode duel. Interesting. Uh, because it, it's been wow. something new, something fresh, and you had to come up with new ideas and everything and create something from you know from the from zero. And now we're back in time limit duels. You know, it feels feels a little more like the the old game we already have been playing, but we still have the champions with abilities and different passives and stuff. So it's still different, but yeah, I don't want to go into the direction we've been the past fifteen years. You know, that's that's all I care for, to be fair. So uh, and I try to give my feedback 
um, to uh, you know trying to to make it my opinion as fresh as possible yeah. with some creative stuff. No, I, I, uh, I, I respect do you remember? Uh, I think before Quake on 2019, when this whole pro league was formed, we even had the meetings where we were asked what we want, and I think majority of European players, I'm not sure about the name, we all uh, wanted round duel to stay because we thought it's more interesting for viewers to watch round-based duel to prevent this situation with time limit that they're like game and you have to play it till the end, blah, blah, blah. It was like a long time ago, but I yeah. think the majority voted for rounds just because I think it's more interesting for viewers. This is um, really interesting. I'm curious what Twitch chat has to say. And actually, if you're watching the podcast on YouTube or any other platform, we're really keen to like hear your opinions on now that there's been quite a lot of time to watch Time Limit Duel, what do people objectively think uh, has been has been more, more interesting, I guess, and more fresh and original? Um, one obvious problem with round limit was that it was so difficult to schedule. So from a tournament organizer's point of view, yeah. it was hell. But, you know, I think best of three rounds rather than best of five rounds could have been a nice way to touch it down, even though there's still a huge amount of ambiguity of how long a tournament could last, even with that format, when, you know, you've got these 20 or 30 minute rounds sometimes between the likes of Wenger and Tox or whoever you've been in these like really long rounds and avec like you and cooler you know these just games that go on for hours and hours but like have also brought quite an immense amount of hype at the same time um so i i um i also had a discussion at that point probably a similar time to you and i actually said i preferred round limit the idea of that because i also same same reason i thought that it was um it was something a bit more original and that we had done time limit for so long already in quake i've casted thousands and thousands of hours of it and like played thousands of hours of it but um you know let's continue being being new but obviously there's something very special about time limit deal right and I, it's it's hard to ignore it i guess you know the most thing i liked about round duel that you can kind of pick and counter pick and in time limit duel you also have draft and so on you can pick and counter pick heroes but in the same time at least in pro league and even on some lands you draft your game like one week before your match and you can surprise your opponent and usually you draft with the guy who picks like hero for five minutes and let's say i want to do a surprise pick and i can't really do it because he knows what we're gonna play in one week on tournament this and is, I think it's yeah. uh, the biggest problem of time limit duel because let's say if there is drafting game with limited time, if I do like surprise pick of clutch against a player, he should like react to it in 45 seconds and mm -hmm. like I kind of catch him off guard with my pick. And right now, even in pro league, if you like draft your champions and so on, if Kilsen will pick Clutch, his opponent can uh, wait for two hours and think about what to pick against it. And then for one week, he can practice this hero for match against Kilsen. And I think it's a really worse thing about Time Limit Duel that we have at the moment. The draft is really fun and interesting part of the game. But because we don't have like implemented draft in the game with time limit and so on, we are missing really interesting uh, so, phase of the game. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I, I want to add something to this because I've had some really interesting discussions uh, on this um, recently with ZSX. Um, and 
Although, okay, and I, I've, I've got my reservations about the current format, and I'm disappointed that it's not changed. But there's some very, some very interesting ways that you could make it quite cool, and it's pretty much what you're touching on. If you're doing live picks before your game, suddenly you provide so much more context to the match, a much better story, I think, because otherwise you go into the match and you, you don't really, you can't see anything as a caster properly, and you can't really explain why people have picked what and what. It's just there, you know, and people have picked their champions. If you see the draft process, it's a bit like Dota. There's interesting yeah. stuff. The casters are really earning their paycheck then because they've got to explain why has, uh, you know, player A done this and why has player B countered with this. Suddenly, I think the story is, like, really, really interesting. And I, and I think that would actually probably get me on board a lot more with the current uh, champion picking and banning system if, if I felt like it was adding to the story somehow. You thought I was going to say that I hate it completely with no other measures, but I surprised you, didn't I? Just saying. I'm just checking if my voice is uh, fixed. Am I lagging sure. again? Yeah, I think you need to refresh, otherwise it's going. To, but then it's going to I change don't. the cameras. So I don't know if you want. To, if you want to risk Gavik, um, you're going to try. It? You're going to. You're going to I'm hit just going to sit quiet for now. I'm, I was. I was in so many. I was in so many, so many um, casts that I don't need to speak anymore for now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay. So um, Nosra, I I I th I think we're agreeing. Is there anything you you would change about that, or would that kind of would you find it more exciting as a player to do a draft live? Yeah, I totally I totally agree with what Zron said, and I think we brought this matter up in one of our meetings like player meetings with like the bethesda and id software and uh that we would be like way more interesting not only for uh the viewers but also for us the players because in my point of view sometimes you win the game like in the draft like mm -hmm. sometimes like you can outdraft your opponent and this is like a really interesting part of the of the game in my opinion mm -hmm. Of Quake champions, so yeah, yeah, I totally agree. We've drawn on that. Yeah, I, I genuinely think in some series it's the draft is often fifty percent with the game, and you can see that like retrospectively. But you, there's no time to actually talk about that. And I find I, I watch quite a lot of Dota at the moment, and I find I find watching the draft phase super interesting. So, um, and you don't need an in-game like system for this. All you need is like an admin with a with some kind um, of program that you can design that's not that difficult to do. The only problem the why I want uh, in-game system for that is because I want like some timer. Because from yeah, my experience yeah. with some players, when you remove maps, they really think about their pick for like one hour. And I'm not even joking. And I have to sit one hour and wait until my opponent make a move. It's just uh, pissing one me hour, off. One hour is nothing compared because... to an eight well, sometimes it can be you like days, days or so, yeah. but uh, <laughs> we, go, we, go, we go sleep thinking on the pick. I, I'm just uh, <laughs> a player who really like enjoy draft process because it, it, I just find it fun. Like if you can outplay or like predict what your opponent gonna do, it's it just funny like overall. And that's mm. why I think if you have some deadline where you have to make a move, is a really good thing. So yeah, which will be like benefit. Guys, yeah. you should have seen this weekend. I was watching Avec picking maps of base, and oh my god, it just wouldn't start. And I was so hungry, and they were still picking. It took 
ages. Now, now, can you imagine like uh, at QuakeCon last year? Like we all had to do it like <laughs> one day six before times. games. Yeah, six times every night, one day, like one day before the, the, the games. Yeah, and he was like, man, it was like You can't so think painful. about that though. You can't like, you're not, your head's not really in the game though then at that point, I think. I don't know. I, yeah, it's hard. It's I, I've never really random. done it myself. So, but to, but to me, that sounds really like difficult to have. We always at the meetings like me, Nosfa, Avak, even Kilson. We were always like discussing our picks and talking. And sometimes Avak would just come and say, "Oh my God, I forgot Galena even exists, and I didn't." <laughs> pick. And there were like photo situations like that. So it's also really like hard. people were taking like so long to like. Uh, to pick their champions, like even like on lands, that you would like make uh, space for your other opponents. For example, let's say that I would play Kilsen tomorrow, and I'm doing my draft with him, and but I also I'm also playing like Avic and Cooler in the same day, and like I could see like Avic and Cooler they were like spying <laughs> on us, you know, to see what we were like trying to pick, if, what maps, you know, already thinking about like you know what they would ban against us, things like that. So. I don't know. I think like in-game system would be like awesome. Yeah, I I agree, and I've been hoping for that for uh, for for a long time actually. Um, I'm going to push it on to the last topic topic of the evening before guys we go to questions and chat. I think Pete's been making like a document. Um, I I haven't checked it yet. Um, I was okay. So it's it's. I don't know if you guys can hear Pete, but he's he's making it. They can't hear. You, so I'm just talking absolute rubbish at the moment. Um. I got you covered is what I'm trying to say. So uh, this is like the segment of the show where we go towards the diabolical part and we usually have like a small segment where we've got something to talk about uh, regarding it. A um, message came out, an announcement uh, today on Twitter uh, saying that they are going to full release tomorrow instead of open beta, which I was, I guess I was really surprised to hear because it's 24 hours before it's happening. And I think I was maybe expecting a bit more noise. That was like my initial um I don't know, reaction to it. Avic, I don't know if what your sound quality your sound is like or you're lagging. Do you want to give I us I think like it's a... really bad. No, it's good. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. Yeah, it's good. So I was sitting quiet. Hell knows for what for. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. What was your question? Because I was already like thinking about what oh, what do you think? Like diabolical announcement that uh, there's um, open. It's not open beta. It's full release. Uh, what do I think about it? No. What What don't you think about it? I don't think about it. <laughs> that is bad. I think that is good. You think it's good? Yeah. Why not? We We already have like an open game. Yeah. And because some games like took long in open beta, like in close in open beta, for example, right? I, and I'm not even talking about Quake or something. Like in general, like I see this tendency in a lot of games lately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I think no, I I'm down with it. I think it's cool. I just was just surprised to hear it like over Twitter so suddenly. It was just shocked me. I, did anyone else have like a, a reaction to it? I don't know if uh, if you guys have been paying attention because you're obviously ramping up for the Quake Pro League. But um, Nosfa, did you uh, did you make note? Uh, I don't know. I think I think it's gonna be really good for the game. Like to be like released straight away mm -hmm. and uh they have been like developing the game like for so long and people have been waiting for it like there's a lot of hype involved so i think it was like a good call to just like release the game and uh well they said they're gonna they're gonna like 
uh, update the game based on feedback from the community. And every season, like, they, there's going to be like new stuff added to the game and all that. So mm -hmm. I think it's it, it's a, a good decision. And I don't know, my, my only problem with Diabolical, like, I really think the game is amazing. I've played like a lot. And uh, I, I don't think it's appealing to new players still. Like even with all the new modes they are like trying to trying to make and like bring into the game. I, I don't feel this is gonna be like appealing to the new players, like to kids, Fortnite kids, etc. You know, and like we and people and players like us that have been playing Quake for so many years, we always would have like such a huge advantage over these guys. So I don't know. I I really think like they should have work on that a little bit more. Yeah, even even just being like an average uh, Quake Live player already makes you you know pretty average uh, and diabolical right off the beginning. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, there's 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 a gap to close, and maybe they found a way you know with the release uh, something we we don't know about. Um, but this gap gap is is there has been there. And uh, of course, if, if you know about linear shooting without bullet drop or anything, then it's an advantage and you know how, you know, how the core works already. Mm -hmm. Well, Ron, are you on the same page? Uh, I kind of agree with Nosfa. I don't think it will... At the moment, I don't see like new players uh, touching the game. Uh, but I think it's good overall for Arena FPS that we have like two games. Maybe it will make like Quake to make more patches or other mm -hmm. way around. Because I think uh, it's always when they're like competition in some area, it always makes people work harder. Like in any game, it, even when Valorant came up, CSGO started to make more patches. Same about PUBG and Fortnite and so on. So I think any competition is good and healthy for the games itself. So totally I hope true. it will just make games better and then hopefully more people maybe will try it and so on yeah and what do you think what do you think about esport in the abotico because there is like constantly i hear different like stories like uh, once there was supposed to be like start tournaments with like team modes and then like it's like jewel in there somehow there's a lot of team modes and we don't really know which team modes gonna be played right or we do i, I don't or, like, actually know uh, i think how I think it's how yeah, it's the reason I don't really care is because I don't hear anything about team modes, so I'm not even like bothering to try at the moment. I'm waiting for like more information because I know the game is kind of copy of Quake Live, so it's not much to learn. It's just like new maps and so on. And we all here already played Quake for years, so it's not a big deal to like catch up. Mm -hmm. So it's just more about information and so on. And personally, I don't really want to play duel so i'm only looking forward to team modes that's fair enough i i so i think there's meant to be um team modes in october in tournaments but you're right i i don't actually know what modes they're going to be i think they've slowly moved away from tdm but nothing nothing's nothing's apparent that's uh yeah I don't know if I have much more to say because um, I think I'm most excited for the team modes actually. And uh, as someone who's interested in commentating, di commentating Diabotical, I am most interested in commentating team modes, like by a long, long way, I'd say, because I think that's where we're going to see um, 
it's like there's a second chance, right? Or the third or fifth chance of Aruna FPS having that those old fun times where actually maybe maybe some of us, I know I've have kind of forgotten that sort of team mode experience within Quake. Um, unless like you're two v two people who seem to maybe it's, it's probably just me actually. Never mind. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> uh, I have a I have a question that I have I've been waiting to ask like an hour, but I forgot because we are like constantly changing topics. But like uh, swapping swapping now like from Diabolical back to Quake Champions, like when we were talking about format and all that. What do you guys think about like? Uh, set a four feet rule like uh, and now i'm asking like for for you players and for you zoot as a caster because like uh in the first season of kpl we are not we were not like allowed to like quit the game for fit the game before the 10 minutes and sometimes the game is like definitely lost in, in the first five minutes you know there's no way you make a comeback and you have to still like keep playing sometimes you are very frustrated and you need to like pretend you're like trying to come back and you know do smart plays things like that but you, you know you're not coming back you know otherwise i'll yell so, at you on twitter you know yeah yeah yeah. so <laughs> what do you guys think about that like maybe set like a rule where i don't know you, the player can't forfeit at the seven minute marks if he wants like i don't know then the schedule of the of everything is changing. I think this two three minutes where you are just jumping around, it's just a filler for for like the production. No, the, the schedule is is not changing. Like think about it like it's for going example, only faster. Yeah, it it's gonna go yeah it's it's gonna be like a, a little bit faster. It's gonna be like the casters uh, a bigger like break. For example, they're gonna have like three or maybe five more minutes to go and eat or in to go and poop. You know things like that. <laughs> So I think this is this is really interesting like thing to to think about because nowadays like even even the viewers they know like the the game is lost and the casters they need to be like there like I don't saying know creating something. Top, yeah, yeah saying something because I don't know I think this is something really needed to to be changed I am um, yeah I think you kind of lose that engagement when you're at the 8th minute of a game that's 15 to 0 or whatever um and although it is obvious that I with this format where you have to play three maps the faster you can make it go the you know the more commentators are going to be happy with that and not just having to explain why this guy is getting beaten so bad and then talking absolute crap and going off topic um i i would like there to be a rule for it but then if someone's like forfeiting after the second minute or even what base was doing with you on sunday avec like that is probably forfeiting a bit too soon but um it, it would be good for players yeah, to, but to then do then that. we are what, what nosfa brought is like that the player can like uh, forfeit and his reasons why we should do that is because like you know you're not gonna come back you you are quite frustrated because you need to jump around and you know it doesn't really make sense for you right but for example some matches like this is gonna happen even in the fifth minute because like base base for example quit at 520 something right on ruins mm -hmm. but he was already 7-0 down he i, I don't but, think he would make it uh, anyway because well, he always gets ability and he killed himself basically what, and what i had full on ruins, about, on ruins. No, and, but what about Blood Run, dude? He quit yeah, after he, like he could still try, but I think that's why he played Blood Run. He wanted to take clutch and do the same, like in the right. fourth, fourth stage. He wanted to frag me once and then run away from me. <laughs> yeah, on that's Blood Run, I, if you that's get, why I did you, frag him once. Of course. If you get killed on some Blood Run, you can already forfeit the game because it's you know. It's <laughs> it. 
done. Then I could forfeit in the first after first track. Like imagine twenty seconds he's rushing me, clutch with killing me, and I'm like GG. Let's go like next map. <laughs> I'm never gonna catch him anyway. I think it's good even like early for fights can create some drama or some storylines that someone just will rage, you know, and do some stupid mistake or something. Like for fight yeah. too early just on emotions. I think it's uh, it's good overall if you add this option to the game. So think think about it, guys. If you're allowed the forfeit, you never saw Sib getting spanked in stage one of QPL, and I would still have, and I would have got invited to Katowice. Think about that. For <laughs> only benefits. So, I don't, I don't know if there's any correlation there, but you know, anything could have happened. Yeah. Um, should we yeah, move guys, on to some questions? Oh, do you have something on to say? On such Sorry. positive notes, yeah, I have to leave. Unfortunately, thank you for having me. And Thanks, uh, have a nice Thanks podcast. for coming. Yo, yeah. Take care. Bye, bye, bye. See, bye. See Hopefully, Pete's not going to hate Good us luck. now for changing the screens around. Uh, he's going to manically, furiously be doing stuff so that we don't look weird on screen. But I, I can't tell. So I've got so many windows up that I don't know what's going on. But I think we have got um, some questions that have come up. Uh, holy crap, there's loads. Guys, ask less questions. There's fewer questions. Sorry, that's correct. Um, I'm going to see where to start. Um, and if there's any more in chat, then I'm going to try and keep an eye. And actually, guys, if you spot something that you like so desperately want to answer, then just say, shut up, Zoot. I've got this. Um, I'm trying to understand that. What if you pick an additional champion that you can if you want to swap out from your previous picks? Is that like having a sort of... This is by a hive mind apex. This sounds like a... It's like you adding a substitute to the roster of champions that you pick, right? Um, it, it, and I guess in the instance that you are picking champions so early on during the week, maybe that sounds like if you have to keep doing that, then maybe having that one sub that you can swap in and neither player knows who what it is for, for the other one, it would work maybe in best of threes. I don't, it wouldn't work in best of five. Anyone, anyone else opinions on that? I mean, if if you don't like take the champion completely away, you know, if he's out of the list, then yes, it's it doesn't work for best of five. But if you if you still you know keep him available in Furza matches as a main pick, then hmm. even best of five, I can I can see it happening. I think it's not a bad idea overall, but uh, yeah. Not sure how you know how game would really play out with with such such it's, a move. It, it's difficult to forecast it, right? Yeah, 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 right. The, the only way to tell is by trying it, and then you've got to, like make a whole new event for it, which which is which is possible. Um, I'm going to go to the next one. It's uh, CP. Would you be open to QPL having team games such as two v two or sacrifice? Uh, and what is the one land event that you're looking forward to in 2021, and why is it QuakeCon? <laughs> we can answer which whichever one i guess with the first point i suspect that resources is like the main reason that we can't have team modes which i like it's fair enough but it would be super cool right if there was a 2v2 or a sacrifice but what do you mean the resources like it costs money to have x amount of people you've got to su suddenly uh have pricing for four two or four times more people you've yeah got but what if you have five teams each region you okay. Need 10 teams, so okay, but for... then, but then you've got to pay for more production costs, which is more days production. And there, Why more? 
because you you poss- quite possibly can't do it on the same day. And if you want to do it on the same day and you're making casters cast fucking 12 series back to back, I hate you. I hate everything. I agree. Plus one. <laughs> <laughs> the more work for casters, the better. <laughs> Double rate. That's all I'm saying. Um, but uh, yeah, two modes, I, I, I'd be down. And I'm sure actually... Yes, and why why would we look forward to QuakeCon? I actually really look forward to the PGL like Bucharest studio because I really like that event, and like uh, going by my like sentiment, I would like to go back there. I think it's a really cool place and and really yeah. really good tournament. So mm. not necessarily QuakeCon. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. For me, fair. I really I, I really hope I can make t- to another QuakeCon because like uh, QuakeCon <laughs> last year was like so fun to me. Not only like uh, my in-game experience, but also like uh, getting along with all the people, all the players. It was awesome. But yes, I'm also like uh, curious to see what PGL has to offer in a in some sort of like studio e- event, because everybody like all the players always uh, speak good things about like the the PGL tournament it was like 2018 or mm-hmm. something. So yeah, I'm looking on, forward to it. On a scale of one to ten, how abusive were Hron and Avec to you? To who? Uh, to, 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 to Nosfa. Well, maybe people don't know, but we've been to a bootcamp for almost a month with Nosfa. Were they very, <laughs> were they, were they very nice to you? Were, were they were they sweetheart? Yeah, they, they were they were nice to me, Good. and I was I was I was nice to them. We, we <laughs> don't, you don't have to and be. it was beautiful triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got along pretty well. <laughs> this is amazing. this is like a story for another podcast. Avec Nosfa and Jeron. Well. We've definitely got some more to go through. Yeah, because we're running out of time here, and there's still so many things here uh, to talk about. Tebeg asking, does any of you consider playing tournaments in two games with Diabotical out? I, I guess that, that is a good question. I suspect not dual, but... Um, I mean, it's it's very difficult to play uh, two games which are at the same genre uh, to play on the, on the very top level. I think... You, you you're not gonna make it on, on on two games being a champion at the same time. It's it's just just not possible. And uh, being able to win a Quake Champions event takes takes a lot of you. Uh, if you really have this set as a goal, um, you have you know you have to to prepare for so many different situations uh, happening on a map with different matchups on the champions, different opponents, different different play styles. Um, you know, everyone has has a different strength. Like one is playing the best clutch, the other is playing the best nicks. The next one is playing the best visor, and uh, you know, someone is using his abilities only to escape, and the other is using it aggressive. So you gotta prepare for all these these things. And if you really have the focus to uh, that you want to win a, a quake tournament, then you have to prepare to exactly all of that and keep that in mind. And there's no room for you know another another game at the very top. You might be able you know to peak a little above the average, but you're not gonna gonna play for the top three. No way. That's fair. That's a fair point. Um, I'm gonna ask something. Someone's asked a question for Nosfa. Um, George Sulis asking, does Nosfa plan on training any other top South Americans to compete at challenges? Uh, were you involved with Maxter as well at all? Or he's in uh, he's in Blackhawk Clan, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in we are representing the same organization, Blackhawks Clan. And uh first of all, I didn't like train him. 
he was like already good from the start. He's he's always been good actually. Like when I started to play quick live, he was like much better than than me, and he was like one of the duelers I looked forward to, you know, to beat him. But like uh, uh, the thing about Maxter is that he didn't have like the the PC when the uh, like to run Quick Champions properly, and he was always like. He was also finishing his uh, university, so he didn't have much time to practice it and didn't have like the, the, the structure to it. So now that he has like a good PC, he's back and he got like, a, he earned his spot on on Quake Pro League. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't like practice, I didn't teach him any, anything to be honest. In fact, <laughs> I think I learned a lot more from him than like he learned from me. So, but yeah, if I, if I could like, I don't know, teach someone at least show this person the way on how to improve on quake in south america so we can have like more players on the scene on the pro scene i mean i, I would do it i would do it for sure who's um are there any other like rising stars or people who have taken your attention uh there's a chilean uh, his nickname is supreme supreme gti he's mm -hmm. been like competing uh a lot in the past six months like participating in challenges and all that and I think he he really has like the the talent to do it, and uh, yeah, he's the guy to look for next in South America. Well, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, there's a quick one here from Tell Whipper. Uh, this question comes up a lot. Which Quake live map would you like to see remade for Quake Champions for Duel? I'll go first. Furious Heights. That's me. We could do a quick round the table. Kilson. Are None. You None. Nosfa. Sinister. Avic. None. None. There you go. Hope you're satisfied, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, from the Hadi one, two, three, four. Question for Avic. You seemed unbeatable in the Astoti Cup finals. Do you think you would have beaten Rafa if he was against you in the finals? An intense question there. I think I always have hard time against Rafa, so it's like um, I'm always in disadvantage against Rafa. This is what I feel. I don't know. I didn't go into the details never ever before, like how how our matchups go and why it's like this. But uh, I really think like I always like go into too defensive mode against Rafa. Maybe I need to one time try to play with him really aggressive and really fight for a control because this is what they actually did with the Hank in Tuvido. They were a team who constantly were going for items. They constantly were going from one item to another one. And they, they really like, I remember many times they were quite uh, disappointed at other teams doing the same to them. So mm. maybe that's the way to play. I don't know. Rafa is like on really completely different level for me now. And I think he, most of the time, he's most consistent out of all pros. So uh, I think he's, he's playing really good at the mm. moment. Like yeah. for example, looking at his shape in Katowice, I think it was like a perfect quake at that time. I think he played like near perfection also on this like finals. So I, I think in general, for me, Rafa is like uh, uh, very hard to beat. I think maybe Kilsen or like someone else has easier time with Rafa than me. Well, that's, that's, that's totally fair. Um, so there's one here, which is very interesting because of who has said it. Estoti Games has asked, will the pro players be able to play other Quake Champion tournaments outside Quake Pro League in the new season? Yeah, we are. Even Jewel? Well, we just played like tournament with Jewel. I don't know if like contracts were signed then. It was before the season started. Just trying to 
Yeah, well, it's like uh, it's continuation because it's like it's from one season to another. We didn't really have break. Like we got contract signs, and it's not a problem. We can even participate in different games if you want, which we already spoke on some podcast. So some people were assuming we're not not playing other games because we cannot do that. We actually do play another games like during the the QPL. Kron uh, was playing Apex, like tournaments, regular tournaments, mm. and and then then they were assuming that we can't play another like one v one tournaments. We also can do that. Like Kilsen played, I think, diabotical tournament during QPL, right? Yeah, yeah. safer too. Yeah, safer too. So if a Stossy Games puts on a two thousand dollar tournament next Saturday, you guys are like, of course, but would be like, would be nice to see like two v two this time. I told, yeah, I yeah, told Testotti, sure. I told Testotti that it should be two v two. He blackmailed me that I need to send him t-shirt with my name signed, and then he gonna do two v two. So if you oh. do that, <laughs> I hope you're really Testotti gonna keep your word and you're gonna do. Okay, I've, 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 I have a question for you. Who you gonna play with? Well, it's oh. <laughs> it's a simple question. Gonna do that with Zoot. <laughs> <laughs> and so we drop fast, win. and then I can go. <laughs> go, <have> fun. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to move to the next questions because we've got a couple more to, I'd like to try and get through before we run out of time. And I really have to go soon, to be honest. But um, uh, I want I, there's there's so many nice questions. Um, James can asking question for Nosfer. Do you feel high ping affects your gameplay? Would you play better on LAN? I guess you've got the most experienced high ping out of all of us, I suspect. Yeah, yeah, it does affect my gameplay. But uh, the 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 cool aspect is that. Knowing that I can't actually win most of the fights, even the ones that I have advantage, I always try to focus more on the fundamentals of the game instead of like fighting and my aim. So I always like try to keep like uh, track of the timing, my positioning, and you know play like a perfect game in that way. And well, it's it's been working for me. Like uh, yes, I'm losing. I'm losing some matches that maybe I would not lose on land, but hmm. yeah. It's Fair it's enough. like manageable. It's manageable. I see. Uh, there's an interesting one here from Rodi Dotska uh, saying, what age do you think Quake Pros start to decline? And considering we've got some pretty old champions, do we even know the answer? I'm actually adding to the question now. But uh, is there an answer to this? Not no. yet. Uh, not yet, yet. <laughs> I, I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're uh, one of the one of the more senior guys around. What is it? Only Tox? Cool? It's cooler. I always forget. It's cool yeah, yeah. He's half half a year older. Um, is there anyone else older than you? Cooler Tox? I think you might be the next oldest. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. How old are you, Avak? Twenty nine. Twenty. Oh God, you're just a just a baby. Nosfer, <laughs> aren't you even younger? Twenty eight. You're just. You're just. Sperm, like this is teenagers. Yeah, exactly. Um, we just had, we just had our first it. kiss last week. You, 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 you're actually gonna like still be on my podcast, dude. Oh, this that, joke, this, this joke this, won you everything, man. You're still working audition. here. <laughs> um, I, I almost don't want to ask anything anymore. My, my evening's been made. Um, let's see. There's, there's now a more serious question from Phobophobian. It's very likely that Death Knight's Buffin's current PTS will make it to next update. Do you think DK will be a viable pick in Quake Pro League when, if that happens? I don't actually know what the DK up, uh, buff is. Does, does anyone know? And will he be more viable? I don't know the changes, <laughs> but if, if he's buffed, then he will be viable. 
I mean, if it's w what we suggested, which was like right now, he, uh, you can only set people on fire when you fully hit them with a, a ability blast. So you let it explode right into your opponent's face. And when you stand on trail or, you know, when you stand in the trail, you can't, you can't get set on fire. So if it's getting changed that, you know, you can do like a proper area denial, then I think it's a, it's, it's a better change for DK for sure. Um, but not sure how strong it really makes him. So we got to test it out. Like uh, it, it will take a couple of weeks for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with Vicky on that. Fair play, fair play. I'm going to ask two more questions, guys, and then we're going to start wrapping it up. Um, uh, the Hadi1234, there's another one from him. And I, I think this is interesting because there seems to be the prospect of new maps. And if there's new maps, there might be new champions. He's asking, well, what do you think of a new champion or champions? And that's a super open-ended question because that could mean, is there one you want specifically? Do you want more? You know, anyone, anyone take it. Yeah, sure. I mean, like uh, new stuff, always, always good to have, and opens up. You know, maybe, maybe gives gives you a new counter. You you can play against other champions. So I think of all having more champions would be would be a good thing. Um, um, yeah, you know, that's that's pretty much it. All I can especially, say about it, especially that we have Bo Seven like Grand Finals in Finals, right? Sure. <laughs> then then one extra champion is always welcome. I think in such situation. Well, that's a, that's a good point. I don't know who I'd want as a new champion. I really, I've always wanted to see like Sarge or Crash or Hunter or something like that. Like some of the, some of the, some of the Quake Three characters. But I'm also very biased to Quake Three, so I'm sure there's people out there who are like the Quake Four or Quake Two or Quake World diehards and like let's have more identity from there. But I'm Quake Three era. Um, I'm going to ask a final one because it's a bit based on what we we're talking about uh, before from Skrimitsu. Avec, do you think that you tend to go defensive against Rafa because you respect his combat skills more than other players or his mental game? Maybe it's something else. Mm, no, I think Rafa takes control over the map too fast and he starts with already like... Um, some people start the map and they are still like checking each other out. So they are, you know, playing more slowly and seeing what, what's going to happen, especially Europeans. And Rafa is straight to your face already, like getting like control, trying to deny you small armors and then like getting full control. He's like straight away, like pushing for it, I think. And he's doing very fast decisions. So it's hard to tell. It's like Quake on a very, like, um, very high level. It's like, it's really difficult to, hmm. to, to, to talk about, to be honest. You, you would have to go more deeply into that. Mm -hmm. Would you say that his um his his quick map control is to do with his very strong strafe to room ratio? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I understand what you, I understand what you're saying, but I'm I'm just talking rubbish. I'll, I'll be honest. You, you don't but... even understand what you said, but I think I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. That that's what I'm talking about. Like uh, he's denying the, the the whole map like pretty pretty fast, you know. Yeah. And he's he's not really stopping. Like he's basically moving all the time on the map, so everything is happening very fast. But it's like I, I don't think it's really only my issue. I think in general, Rafa is like a very very mm. good player. Yeah, I'm going to thank uh, Mitch Mann for, for the strafe to room ratio terminology. Uh, we'll be bringing it to costs near you soon. Uh, all right, guys, I, I think uh, I think we're going to wrap up. Thank you so much for questions. I'm sorry we didn't get to answer any more, but uh, we again have these super, super long podcasts. Um, if you've got anything else that you want to ask or something, it'd be cool to see me maybe comments on like YouTube as well. I, I don't know how we can like manage it at all. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye on behalf of Hron. Hron. 
thank you so much for having me. Um, I, I'd like to thank um, the people supporting me in Apex. Uh, hopefully, I'll be back in Quake Pro League at some point. Avec, you're my brother, etc. Nosfer, you're okay. Easy. Kelson. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, now you guys can have your last words as well. Uh, Kelson, any any last uh, last thoughts or, or, or words yourself? I mean, thanks for joining, and you know, uh, enjoy enjoy Sunday. Don't forget about it. Don't miss it. And you know, uh, yeah, don't forget about uh, Diabotical t uh, tomorrow. Um, try it out if if you haven't yet. And uh, you know, let's let's ha let's have uh, FPS games a bit more alive. Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, what about yourself? Any any last thoughts or words? Uh, yeah, same Kusen said. Make sure to try the about to go out. And uh, I would like to make a shout out to Endpoint and Pete for having me. Also to to Magic, Avic to, for inviting, and you Zoot for for hosting. Thanks. I think it was a really a really nice a really Thanks. nice uh, guest. And you too, Kirsten. You you're you're a nice. <laughs> You're a nice guy, man. That was from Hron's perspective, not mine. Yeah. That wasn't me saying. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget about banana boat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um NSFW. Um Avec. Um Well, that's all also like thanks to our like uh, to people who support us, right? So our organizations, Team Endpoint, uh Blackhawks Clan and uh, Big Clan. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right, guys. As as Kilson said, uh, yeah, there's Diabotical out tomorrow. Definitely give it a try. Definitely check out the Quake Pro League this weekend. Fresh new year of it. New format, new fun stuff. Uh, I might stream some also time trials tomorrow on Diabotical, just like personal plug. But yeah, thanks to uh, all of you for watching. Thanks, Kilson, Fron, Nosfer, and Avec. Guys, we'll see you on the flip side. Cheers. <laughs>